Okie dokie, ladies and germs, welcome to another edition of the Prairie Dumpster Podcast with me, your host, Tyler Penner, or as I'm known in comedic circles, uh, that drunk guy who is getting into his car. Now, this podcast, as you know, is the 687 413,000th best goddamn podcast in the goddamned world. And you're probably wondering, why the drop? Why the drop? Last time we were in the 500,000s, I gotta tell you, again, this weekend, no Patreon episode. I am slipping in that regard. Uh, the Patreon is on the verge of full-blown collapse. I thought that once I got my first two patrons, that it would be a one patron per week steady incline. Turns out, uh, all of you are broke, or you don't believe in the product yet. Now, one of those things is going to change, uh, and I don't think it's you coming into a bunch of money. You've been shit with money your entire life. It's actually been a really black cloud in the distance of your life. You act like you're happy, and for the most part, you are. But you always have this lingering feeling in the back of your mind that when it comes to the financial part of this world, you are an abject failure. You're fucking terrible with cash. And so the only thing I can do, um, seeing as how you're a complete fuck-up when it comes to money, you don't have an extra five bucks um, to sign up for a Patreon, is I have to make you believe in this product so much so that you start robbing old ladies and taking their credit cards and literally holding a knife to their cheekbone so much so that it draws blood while they enter in their credit card information into my Patreon. And let me tell you, I will accept those funds. I have no problem with that at all. No problem with that at all. But the the, the underlying problem, the underlying reason why there's a lack of patrons is that um, motherfuckers just aren't buying in yet. Now, I could turn inward and see what I can do better, but that's not really my style. So I'm going to blame you and I'm going to tell you that you're fucking up and that you're pretty much a fucking idiot uh, for not hopping on board with this shit because this is the best goddamn podcast for sure in Winnipeg. And I have, you know, I'm saying that having listened to zero other podcasts, but this is pretty good. This is a good one. We just got to keep plugging away. We just got to keep at it. And if all else fails, I will take a rifle and start um, start visiting some people. I'm going to take a rifle and I'm going to just, just, just go say hi to a couple of uh, old friends. And um, yeah, I, I think that'll... That'll get me at least, <laughs> that'll get me a couple of patrons. But in all honesty, I don't want pity patrons. If you don't believe in this pro, I don't want your fucking like, 
Here you go, Tyler. This is a fun little project for you. Oh, look at the little baby. He's fucking doing something. Oh, look. <laughs> look, he finally got up his fucking ass and he's doing something creatively. Oh, that's cute. Here's $5 for you. Oh, you set yourself? You set yourself again? Oh, that's okay, Tyra. Tyra, that's okay if you set yourself. Don't, no, don't eat it. I don't want that pity follow. I want you to be able to um, buy the patron with pride. And as such, I haven't been delivering product um, on Patreon that is worthy of your fucking cash. But God damn it, that's going to change. It's going to change right now. I don't give a fuck what I have to do. It's going to change. We're going to go extreme with this podcast. Very extreme. Who knows? Might start catching squirrels. Do little experiments on them. And you can see the video on Patreon. I don't know. You know? (sighs) Maybe we'll do this thing where we... um, We'll live stream it on Twitch, and I'll walk around um, with a spoon in my hand, but I'm holding the spoon, so it's just the handle sticking out. And up close, that that looks like nothing threatening. Uh, From far away, that spoon handle could be anything. And I'm just going to walk around downtown Winnipeg, and I'm going to pick one person at random, and I'm just going to follow them. Wherever they go, I go. Whatever they do, I do. And then we're going to take bets on the live stream to see how long it takes for them to run away uh, in terror. And that could be fun. I think that'll be fun. We're going to do it. Because that's what this is, baby. The summer of fun. That's what we're here to do this summer. It's going to be all about trying new drugs and uh, fucking, you know, summer of fun. Actually, in all honesty, I don't think I'm going to try any drugs this summer. I don't think I'm going to do any drugs. Um, At least no new drugs. I think I've done, I've tried all the drugs I think I want to try. I did DMT one time. It didn't really blast me off, so maybe I'll try that again just to get the full effect. You know, the whole whole Joe Rogan effect, the whole effect where you're talking to aliens and shit and some lady in a purple dress comes down and gives you a single plum and then you're like, whoa, reality is just a seed in a plum? Cool. And then you come to and you just keep eating nachos. You realize you're at the lake. And you're like, yeah, that was all right, I guess. Maybe I'll just keep drinking beer. I always thought that drugs, especially psychedelics, mushrooms, acid, um, DMT, salvia, uh, MDMA, um, which I think is a psychedelic, even though they make it in a goddamn bathtub. And even marijuana, to a certain extent, I always thought that 
on one particular day, I would smoke it or pop it or toke it or drop it. Or loke it, or top it, or crop it, or prop it, or joke it. And I thought that on the right trip, I would, the doors would, the doors of perception would just crack open. And I would have a profound new perspective on life. Wow, man, you know what's crazy? Like, man, I thought the world was one thing and then I did this drug and now it's a totally different other thing. Man, it didn't really happen like that for me. Drugs never did that. They added little bits of perspective, no doubt about it. Maybe new theories, you know. Like, I don't think that... um, 9-11 was an inside job anymore. I smoked salvia and I'm like, oh man, it's crazy. Everything happened exactly the way they said it did. Oh, fuck, dude. They weren't lying to us. They don't lie. They were just, man, they just want us to know everything. They want us to know the truth. Oh, it's trippy. But, Yeah, they give me little bits of perspective, but for the most part, it's just the same old, same old train, just keeping on trucking, little here, little there, over time. There was never this big fucking mind explosion, shit your pants moment where I'm like, holy shit, man, God is just an e-cigarette, and man, when that cartridge runs out, guess what? So does time. Because God is like grape. God's like a grape ice dripping 5,000 puff. And you can recharge it once in a while. Uh, But sometimes the coil burns out. That's when the tornadoes come. Uh, But then other time it's just empty. And that's when the sun explodes. So I wish drugs would do that, but I don't think drugs are doing that anymore for me. So I think it's time to hang it up. Like Alan Watts once said about LSD, once you get the message, hang up the phone. And I think it's about time for me to hang up the phone on the old drugs thing. I might do heroin, not fentanyl. I will never try fentanyl, but I'm going to do heroin. A little retro throwback. A little vintage drugs, you know? Intravenous. That'd be good. Maybe I'll snort some. I would definitely try heroin. I'm going to try heroin. I'm calling my friend and seeing if he has heroin right now. Hang on. Give me a second here. Oh, whoops. He just texted me. He's got heroin. Okay. Well, um, that's the podcast for today. Um, Shout out to heroin. No, I I don't think I'd try heroin. I would love to try heroin. I snorted morphine one time, and I kind of got those little brown sugar waves. Um, And I was like, ooh, ha-ha. I can see people sucking dick for this stuff. I can see that. I can really see it. It's a good feeling.
And heroin is a real cruel bitch because after a while you don't even get that feeling of goodness. You're just trying to avoid the feeling of blackness, the dope sick shit. And it gotcha. It roped you in. And I've got an addictive personality. Just ask Ronald McDonald. So I don't think I'll be trying heroin. So I'm, and I'm not. I'm just not going to do any more drugs this summer. I don't think. I think this is going to be summer of booze, um, which is par for the course. Which has been like that for the past five summers, and I don't see anything changing this summer. I think, though, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got to go back to the seltzers. We got to go back to the vodka sodas because I am fat as shit. I'm a real fat fuck. Good God. The scale might not show it, but let me tell you, the windows are telling me. Any fucking reflection that I see, I'm like, Jesus Christ. With the, I get, I get it. I get it. I get it. Can we get a frosted glass over here? I'm tired of looking at me. It's enough already. So I got to cut out the booze. And not the booze. I mean the, 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 the Budweiser. And most importantly, the post-drunk fucking meal. I got to make some changes here. This is ridiculous. I went to the Gold Eyes game with my good buddy John Wilson over the weekend. We watched the Gold Eyes game. It was a great time. Eating nuts, drinking beer, watching baseball. And um, had a great time. But then, yeah, we rode our bikes to High Steakhouse, where we were going to meet the very funny Andy Noble and the very funny Emmanuel Lamuro. And um, that place is way too fan. 19 bucks for a fucking cocktail? Out of my league. So I got a beer. It's like a 1919 Pale Kilter, whatever the fuck. It was like their cheapest lager. Those lines were, it was, a, it was an awful beer. It was an awful beer. High's beautiful establishment. That was one of the worst beers I've ever had. And I chugged it down so as not to hurt anyone's feelings. Because I wanted everyone to feel like I was enjoying myself. You know what I mean? I have to act like I'm enjoying myself. Because if I let anyone know that I'm not enjoying myself, then they feel bad that I'm not enjoying myself. And then I really can't enjoy myself. I need other people to feel like I'm enjoying myself so that they can enjoy themselves. You understand that? So I can never tell people that I'm not enjoying myself. Because I would never do that to someone else's vibes. It's very hard to have a good time when someone else that you're there with is not having a good time. But truth be told, I mean, and I was having a pretty good time. The company was great. The conversation was great. Just the beer sucked. And before we walked in there, I caught a nice glimpse of myself in the mirror. And I said, whoa there, Tubby. You're not on the moon yet. So we're making changes, ladies and gentlemen. The party's over. The party is over. Okay? No more double cheeseburgers. We're getting the single. All right? No more getting shit-faced off Budweiser's 
and Jameson were getting shit-faced off of White Claws and shots of vodka. All right? Got to make some hard changes here. Jesus Christ, 36 years old. How can I not shed these fucking couple of pounds? It's ridiculous. Ridiculous, Cousin Larry. That was a... The show Perfect Strangers, you ever see that? My parents watched it all the time growing up, and we loved Balky. Our family was very fond of the character Balky. Perfect Strangers theme song. Let's see that. Oh, yeah, opening credits. Here we go. Here we get Bronson Pinchot as Balky, Marklin Baker as Mark. Perfect Strangers is a great show. The whole. premise of Perfect Strangers was that um, Balky was a guy from some eastern some vague eastern European country and Mark was some guy living in Chicago and um, so they lived together and most of the jokes um, were as a result of Balky just being completely incompatible with the modern culture so for the majority, all the laughs, really, all, most of the jokes were just like, well, this foreigner's so retarded because he's foreign. This guy's so foreign. Oh, fuck. Foreign people are the worst. And now this good-blooded, red-blooded American's got to live with this fucking retarded foreigner. Oh, can you imagine that? Holy shit. <laughs> and let me tell you, it was pretty funny. It was pretty good. Because, I mean, foreigners are funny at the end of the day. I mean, they're just a good laugh. Balky's Bibby Bobkus. Let's just listen to a clip from the, this is from the 1980s sitcom Perfect Strangers. Let's see this. Ready? Balky's cooking something. They're in the kitchen. When you rolling out the door. Just make sure you roll it slow. If you make the dog too quick, beep beep bop can make you sick. When you put them here, just make sure you wear a grin. <laughs> when you smile on what you bake, beep beep bop can turn out swell. Hey, go and see. One down and only 999 to go. Okay. <laughs> Balky, the song is really slowing us down. We're going to have to lose the Bibby Bop Kaditty. We can't bump the Bibby Bop Kaditty. It's part and parcel of the point by point process of baking Bibby Bobkas. I understand it's part and parcel of the point by point process of baking Bibby Bobkas, Balky, buddy, but. Pretty good wordplay. 
Not bad. Anyways, that show is actually terrible. Way worse than I thought it was. Way worse than I remember it being. Then again, I was four. Um, anywho, what has happened in the last little while? It is, ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday. And I just got off another day mowing lawns in this city, making the tuxedo and Charleswood area look as good as it can. And man, I wish that um, the people there genuinely appreciated it. It seems like to me, and this is just my experience, that you've got... um, Poor people, right? Take a poor person. Take a poor person. For the most part, they're usually friendly. For the most part, they're okay. They're nice to get along with. Then you take like a lower middle class person, and they're a bit cranky because they have to work all the time. It's understandable. That's lower middle class. Then you go to the super rich, and that's a bit of a hodgepodge. That's a bit of a... What's the... I want to say that's a bit of a mixed bag. Like it's a 50-50 split. What's a hodgepodge? Did I use that right? Hodgepodge. A confused or disorderly mass or a collection of things. A mess or a jumble. Uh, Not quite the right word, but fuck it. Uh, Rich people, not super rich, but rich people. Like tuxedo mansion dwellers. In my experience, they can be both. They can be very friendly, or they can be misers and curmudgeons. But, ladies and gentlemen, upper middle class people. Oh, these people are starting to piss me off. I shouldn't cast an aspersion on the entire class of people. That's what people like Balky would do. That's not me. It just pissed me off. You know, I'm mowing my lawn today, and uh, and I waved at three old guys, three old guys going for a walk, and they literally three of them looked at me and then just looked away while I have my hand in the air, while I'm smiling. And I can't tell you how much this pisses me off. You fucking old motherfuckers, pieces of shit. You're fucking 50, 60, 70 years old with your fucking old, decrepit ass going for a goddamn walk. I'm busting ass to make your fucking shithole neighborhood look as good as it can. You can't even throw two fingers up, give me a wave. You think you're better than me, you fuck? This mower goes 17 kilometers an hour at top speed. I have a feeling that your walking speed isn't as fast as that. You see a guy in a mower working hard to make your neighbor beautiful, and he throws you a wave. You give him a wave, you fucking crusty old cunt. All right, I'm sorry that your fucking life sucks and that you're going to die soon. That's not my fucking problem. Do you understand that? I throw two. It's a beautiful day. It is literally a beautiful day. It is quarter after 11 in the morning. The temperature is 26 degrees. It is sunny and it is calm. And in the distance, there is a fucking water fountain going. All right. 
I throw a finger up. I throw a hand up. You should give me a wave. I mean, I don't know what's happened in your life. Now, maybe one of these guys' daughter OD'd on fucking Datura and she fucking, you know, moved to some hippie commune in Squamish, BC. I don't know. I'll give one of those guys, but three out of three? Three out of three? You're 60 to 65 years old. Maybe 70. Maybe pushing 75. How are you not wiser? I mean, at that age, like, what have you been working? Obviously, you've been working on your finances. You haven't been working on your mind or on your character. Because that's a sign of a character. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. If you're walking in the morning and you're too disgruntled to give the fucking lawnmower guy a wave, there's something wrong with you. How many sweet old ladies walk by, smiling and waving? And I'm waving, and I'm literally just blowing grass right in their face, ruining their walk. They get the big picture. This is an annoying sound. I don't like that this man is making this sound and and affecting my walk. There's a lot of dust in the air where this guy is. But they know that this guy's working so that our little fucking... Upper class, barely upper class, rich, yuppie, wannabe fucking neighborhood looks its greatest. So they've got the perspective to realize, hey, it's the lawnmower guy. He's cutting grass. I love the smell of fresh grass. You understand? Because while you've been in business meetings talking to very important people about business and how to diversify bonds and fucking amortize blah 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 and how do we get the corporate culture to a point where we want to are these dividends better than the fucking dividends of the return on the fucking actualization of the market capital growth while you've been doing that shit i've been sitting at home fucking broke Making sure that I'm not an asshole like you. You're a dickhead. You're 65 years old. I mean, how is not like personality development or that type of character on the menu? Uh, How is that not a top priority for you? Because when you're 60 and 65, okay, you've been to war or you've been busting your ass all life. Yeah, you're a bit of a curmudgeon. I get it. But the lawnmower guy gives you a wave and you make eye contact with him. You give him a wave. You give him a goddamn wave. I don't care what life has done to you. You're 60 to 65 to 70 years old. How are you not used to everything by now? How are you not used to it? How are you not at peace with it? When I'm 70, I'm going to be so at peace with everything in this life and on this planet that there could be my mortal enemy hammering my knees with a fucking claw hammer and I'll be like, you know what? I don't like it, but I respect it. I will be at peace with with how it is. Hook my balls up to a fucking lawnmower battery. I'll be like, this sucks, but hey, it'll be over soon. So you might as well wear a smile. This 
too shall pass. And your fucking rich wannabe old fucking wrinkled disgruntled ass bringing your fucking shit vibes into my grass I'm not having that I'm not having that so I'm going to carry a t-ball bat and the next time one of these fuckers doesn't wave to me well guess what now you can't wave at anybody because I just shattered your bones you fuck God, was I insulted. I was very insulted. Three guys in a row. On Taylor. The same goddamn street. Fucking beautiful grass. There's a beautiful park. They got this little plant. You mow over it. It smells like mint. It's like mint, but like with, I don't know, whatever. And then we're cutting grass. There's a vanilla tree. I think it's a vanilla tree. Does does vanilla grow on trees? I think it smelled like vanilla. How does it vanilla vanilla tree? Oh yeah, it's a fucking plant. Okay, good. I thought I don't know if it was like a I don't know what it was, <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly what I mowed past. It was vanilla and it smelled like vanilla. So the air smells of mint and vanilla. The sun is shining, but it's not oppressively hot yet. There's a beautiful park across the street with a fountain blowing up and then you have a man on a lawnmower not only making your neighborhood beautiful but filling the air and adding to the vanilla and mint smell with some freshly cut grass on a beautiful spring morning and this lawnmower guy gives you a wave and you look at him and then you look down and you keep walking i'll fucking kill you i will fucking kill you anyways It was really annoying. I got vengeance on one guy, though, because he walked past. He gave me... No, no, he didn't give me... I gave him the wave, and he looked at me. He looked right at me. And not only did... The other two guys at least had the decency to look away from the wave. This guy just looked at me. And then kept walking. He looked at me. He held it. No return wave. No head nod. Trust me, there was no head nods either. I'm not even expecting a full wave. Give me a little head nod. Give me a flick of the eyebrows. I don't give a shit. Do something to acknowledge me as a human being. But he kept walking. So I was like, all right, you know what, buddy? I'm going to match that speed with this mower. And I hope you like dust because it's a little dusty out here. And man, I cranked that mower and I absolutely ruined a solid 200 meters of his walk because it was a long boulevard and at one point he actually looked back at me and then he stopped and he adjusted his headphones and he put those back in and then he kept walking and I kept blowing dust at him and I made sure my mower was as loud as possible Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And one day my God will come down and will smite those who have offended me. Kidding, those guys are probably all deacons at churches too. Those fucking rich churches and those mega ones. Those guys are all assholes who work there. They're all real pieces of shit. They're all business dickheads. 
It reminded me of those. It reminded me of a few of the old church boys back in the day. Running the business side of things. How do we content the, the fucking market capital with the share and the growth and the fucking dividends? Uh, but how do we split this up? Do we have any financials? I'm, oh, God. I hate a business, man. Number crunching assholes. Pieces of shit. But I digress. Sorry, that got negative. But if you see someone waving at you, just wave back. It does nothing to you. Literally does nothing, even if you don't know them. Even if you know them and you hate them, wave at them. And then if they come over and they're like, oh, hey, thanks for waving. Uh, did you, and you can just, you, then you can be like, oh, I had no intention of talking to you. I was just returning your wave because you're a human being and I recognize your, your presence there. Um, but as far as an actual verbal conversation with you, I have no interest in that. Uh, I've talked with you before. I found you quite objectionable. And um, as a result, I'd really appreciate it if you fucked off right now. At the same time, if you wave in the future, I will return a wave because you are a human being and you're making a gesture. I'm going to return it. But don't think you can come up and talk to me, motherfucker, because that's not happening. That's all at stake. If you told me that, I'd be like, wow, that was incredibly fair and balanced. And um, I have no response other than to do as you requested. Fuck off immediately. I will wave to you in the future. But at least uh, we are clear on one thing. Um, verbal contact off the table. Understood. I am willing to move forward on that. a little a couple of tweaks just a couple of tweaks in a little politeness here a little manners there a little common courtesy everyone's lives everyone's lives would be just so much uh it'd be a little better and yeah you're in a car and you're in a bad mood oh god i can't oh fucking yeah you're in a bad mood so what you want your fucking shit vibes to radiate onto everyone else Fuck that. That's your shit life. It's not my fucking problem. Quarantine yourself. We don't all need to know that you're in a super cunty mood. Smile and act friendly. You know, Because there's a lot of people out there who, when, when they see you in a shit mood, they're like, oh man, I feel bad for that guy. Quarantine, it, it, it says nothing to do with... Keeping it real and being real. No. It has to do to recognize that uh, your shit vibes are yours. Don't let them spread because they're going to pass. And then your stink is still out there. God damn it, people. It's the fucking hard. I just don't understand. I'm not talking to my listeners. I'm talking to these fucking Charleswood 65-year-old assholes walking around. How do you not wave at the lawnmower guy? How do you not do that? I don't get it. What kind of life is that? What kind of existence is that? Where you're walking down a street on a beautiful day and the guy cutting grass waves at you and you don't wave back? 
It's an affront to humanity. <laughs> it offends nature. Do you understand that? That offends nature. It offends God. Maybe I'm taking it a little too personally. But it was annoying. Also annoying when we're mowing lawns out there is, um, you know, there's no bathrooms anywhere. So I just have to go on the mower. My whole mower reeked of shit today. I'm just kidding. We have to find porta-potties. And um, and there's a bunch of them out there. That's no. And I love the porta-potty. It's great because they got back in the day. Porta potties were the worst until they figured out that blue solution, and now that thing never stinks. It just reeks of a highly uh, caustic chemical. Um, but hey, it doesn't smell like shit. It smells like cleaner, and I like it. I like it, and I like that it's a locking door. It's a private locking door. My options at work are to use the porta potty or to go to Starbucks. Those are the only options because I need a locking door. I'm one of those guys. I need my own office for both methods of relief. I need uh, my pri- I, I, have, I have weird stage fright. I've struggled with my whole life. And I think I know is when my dad. Um, one time I was, my dad was potty training me, but uh, I don't know if he was building something or whatever, but he just had a blowtorch and he just, he was just, you know, he just had this torch going. He's like, Tyler, you better go. And ever since then, it's been hard to go while other people are in the bathroom with me. And I actually have some methods. I've actually came up, like, come up with some methods to combat this. Like me going to the bathroom at that old toad, the toad in the hole. It's a bar here in Winnipeg. In case any of my millions of listeners are listening from across the globe, including you, Balky. Um, toad in the hole is an old bar, and they had a trough. Except the trough was in the corner. So literally, you're ass-to-ass, cock-to-cock, and just everyone's pissing. And some guys can just do that. They just, they can, I mean, they, from a moving bus, they can just jam their cock out the window and just start going. Oh, don't mind me. I can't do that. I can't go in the stall with someone next to me. I, it's, I don't know what it is. I feel like that guy from Waiting. You ever seen that movie? That was very funny. That was very funny. That was a very funny scene. I'm not going to play it. The movie Waiting was super funny. The swearing uh, server was the best. Anyways, come up with a couple of methods. People say just hold your breath. That doesn't, that works to a certain level, but it doesn't. I used to give myself the countdown, right? I'd be standing at the urinal, I'm ready to go, and then I'd go, okay, we're going to go on one, ten, nine. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Have at it, buddy.
I said fucking have at it. Piss, goddamn you. What the fuck? So that didn't really work. And it's so annoying because sometimes you're literally about to piss your pants and then you'll be at the urinal and you can't go. You can't go. So I've got some other methods. The methods have become more extreme over time. I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes I'll imagine I'm in a concentration camp and one of the guards has a gun to my cock and he's like, you better go or you're going to wish you had gone. And then <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm looking at my dick. I'm like, you got to do this, buddy. We got to go. And um, that did work for a while. That That little role play of this concentration camp guard with a gun to my dick. Because I didn't want my dick to get blown off. But then after a while, it started becoming longer and longer until the guard started counting. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Goodbye, cleaner Pekka. And then I'd be like, and then everyone in the bathroom would be like, the fuck? But that didn't work. After a while, it just didn't work. So after a while, what I would have to do is pretend that the concentration camp guard was like, listen, I don't even care if you pee or not. Okay, it's up to you. But uh, if you don't pee, um, you're going to wish you had gone again. Except this time, he didn't have a gun to my dick. He had a gun to um, all the members of my family. And he would just walk behind them one by one and um, would just plug rounds into them. So eventually, my dick was under such pressure that if it didn't urinate, um, uh, I would have to witness my family be shot in the back of the head. And that also worked for a while. But lately, I've been using a new method. And um, this is all true, by the way. <laughs> lately, I've been using a new method where I just sit at the urinal and I'm like, it's up to you, buddy. We're going to stand here as long as you want. I'm not going to move until I urinate, but it's up to you. You want to stand here for 30? I don't give a shit. Just chill. Doesn't matter. Take your time. We're on your clock. And that has seemed to really done some effectiveness i still can't go with other people in the room but um my time waiting uh to urinate uh has gone down what's at least five percent been one of the more crass podcasts i think huh hasn't it Oh, God. I think I ran into one of my neighbors the other day. It might have been my upstairs neighbor. I still don't know who lives above me, which freaks me out because they're listening to every word I'm saying right now. Every, it's like two hours of silence up there, and then all of a sudden I'll hear like five footsteps. Fuck knows what they're doing. Probably recording me for future cancellation, and I say bring it. I hope she subscribes to the Patreon. And I don't know if it's a she, I don't know if it's a he, I don't care. But whoever my uh, upstairs neighbors are, they know a little too much about me. And I'm kind of getting tired of it. But I think I might have met them the other day. I think I might have met them the other day. 
I was walking home from Mary Brown's. It was 32 degrees out, and I walked outside and was just blasted with this heat wave. And I thought to myself, man, I could go for some fried chicken. So I went to Mary Brown's. I got the three-piece meal. Taters, coleslaw, spicy irregular, regular, no spice. Load on the spice back there. It's way too spicy. Jesus Christ. And then um, Big Mary sandwich on the side. And that's the only meal I have of that. I know it sounds like a gargantuan meal. That's all I eat all day. All right. Just that one meal. It's about 2,200 calories in one shot. But that's how I get down on Sunday. Can of cherry bubbly too, by the way. Which is okay, but bubbly's overrated. You know what's better than bubbly? Our compliments. Their their sparkling water slash club soda is out of sight. It's out of this world. Especially the cherry flavor. What was I talking about? Fried chicken. It was hot out. And then I'm coming home from Mary Brown's. Here we go. And these two young ladies are talking at my doorstep of my apartment. And I'm like, hey, guys. Because I say guys. I say guys. When I see a group of girls or a group of guys, it doesn't matter who it is. I always say, hey, guys. And I know that's gendered language. But when I say, hey, guys, it's, you know, uh, it seems better. It seems more disarming than when I'm like, hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. That sounds weird, especially if I say it like that. But how else am I going to say it? Hey, ladies. Hey, girls. Hey, girls. Hey, girls. Coming from a 36-year-old man. Hey, girls. That's not fucking... That's disgusting. So I say, hey, guys. It disarms them. Oh, hey, this man's not a rapist. Oh, cool. Hey, here comes not a rapist. He said, hey, guys. Oh, look, it's the man who um, is moderately friendly but has zero uh, romantic goals here. Oh, here's a man who is not pursuing me sexually. Hello. You know, it's disarming. So I went up and I said, hey, guys. And um, they didn't. They didn't say anything. They didn't give me a word. But one of the girls was holding a dog, and the dog was cute. It was like a little dog, you know, a little doggy. And I said, oh, hey, look at that cutie. I said, look at that cutie. And um, again, again, no, no response. No, they, nothing, not a word. But I, it's not like they weren't listening. I made an impression because they were in the middle of a conversation when I walked up. I interrupted it. And then afterwards, as I was putting my key into the door to get into my house or to, to the apartment building, one of the girls was like, yeah, um, anyway, um, like they were, they were aware that this was a bizarre situation, that this was a failed social attempt by this man holding a giant sack of chicken 
um, in this extremely hot day. So, but I, I'm getting better because in, in, in it's, I was actually kind of impressed because back in the day, in my 20s, in my teenage years, an incident like that, I would have been despondent for fucking a week. I'd have been like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing, you fucking piece of shit? Why are you so fucking ugly, you fuck? But 36, literally what I said when I walked in, I was like, oh, fuck that, throw it on the pile. Who cares? You know, it's a bad showing. I think stand-up comedy is good for that. You bomb enough times, you know, bombing socially is not a big deal anymore. Like, fuck that, dude. Are you kidding me? I've been on stage in front of 200 people eating my balls. All right? That hurts. People who paid for a show. And no one, everyone wants to laugh, but you're making it so that they can't. I walk up to a lady with a dog. I say, what a cutie. She gives me no response. It's nothing. Should have been at rumors last week. That was a tough one. But we have a new segment here on the Prairie Dumpster Podcast. I'm very excited about this segment. Very excited. It's a brand new segment. And this segment is going to go on for a while. All right, this is going to be a fairly lengthy segment. It's going to go on for many weeks, and I hope to keep it going as long as possible. I'm just going to give you the Coles notes today, and then we're going to pick it up next week, okay? Because I'm sick of talking to you fucking people. I I, I really got to tell you that. I come here every week. I spend an hour to an hour and a half of my time dancing around, entertaining you fucking assholes, and you don't even wave back. You don't even have the common courtesy to to give me a wave back? Hmm? I'm working very hard to make this city funnier for you. You're not going to wave at me? I will fucking kill you. I will kill you. Not fast, either. It's going to be slow. Like, I'm going to shoot you, but it's going to be in the throat. So you have time to think if maybe... Your gurgling and your gasping could have been avoided if you would have just given a wave back. Hmm? Now, this new segment came to me when I was riding the lawnmower. I've got a lot of time to think on the lawnmower. A lot of time. All right. When I'm mowing over obstacles and and small rodents and uh, kids' toys and large rodents and small kids' arms, I have time to think, especially when I'm hosing the blood off the mower. All right? I'm hosing that blood off. Huh. It's dried on. It's caked on. This is going to take a while. So I go into my own mind. And... Like every guy, every once in a while, I start thinking about sex. Start thinking about fucking. That boom pow. That old kung pow. You know what I'm talking about? Kung pow chicken. The only reason I said that is because I'm going to make some beef fried rice tonight for dinner. It's going to be delicious. But I was sitting on the mower the other day, and... um 
started thinking about sex. And I went through a couple of fantasies. They weren't doing anything. But then I got one fantasy. Man, this got me there right quick. And I revisited it multiple times. I'm not going to tell you the fantasy yet, okay? But I'm just going to tell you this. Uh, My fantasies go deep. My fantasies, they're not just like, Oh man, and then she had like tits, and then I came. But then like, she was like, man, and then her, wow. Then we were backstage, and her friend came out, and like, man, they started kissing, and then we fucked, and then they came. No, no, those are lame high school fantasies that most of you are still on. I'm not there. I'm above that. I've transcended that level of sexual fantasy. I am on to deeply layered emotional fantasies. And granted, I'm picturing the moment, but I've come up with an entire background story on both of the characters because I'm not even me in my sexual <laughs> fantasies. Even like, <laughs> I'm someone completely different, okay? I'm not, trust me, Even I don't want me (laughs) in my sexual fantasies. Tyler, get out of here. Um, (laughs) Anyways. So I've come up with this sexual fantasy. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to get into it. Because I am not satisfied just riding on a mower. With an erection, thinking about this fantasy, people have to know how hot this fantasy is. And when you hear it, if I just told it to you, you'd be like, yeah, whatever, big deal. Who cares? But that's why I'm not going to tell it to you. This segment is me announcing that I am going to write a, an erotic fiction book. 60,000 words of steamy banging erotic literature, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to do it, and we're going to map out the entire book here on this podcast, and I'm going to self-publish this book. And it's not going to be funny. This is not going to be a funny book. No one's going to have me laughing when they read this. You're not going to be laughing. You're going to be doing something else. <laughs> okay? That's the project. And we're calling it, what are we calling it? What should we call this I don't know what we're going to call this segment, but it's going to be this segment. You're going to know about it. If you're listening to it today, you're going to know, okay, this is uh, uh, this is the part where Tyler talks about his porno book. Every week, we're going to come out, we're going to outline the book, all right? I've already got a general format. It's going to, The book's going to be split up into four parts. Each part is 15,000 words. Each um, part has 10 chapters. 1,500 words a chapter, easily doable. And I need your suggestions as it goes on. I don't want your sexual fantasies. I mean, send those to me too, but I'm not putting them in the book, okay? This is about one story about one man on a lawnmower 
going kung pao on this world. And we're going to write it down. And I have a feeling that with a little bit of luck, this could be the greatest book since the Bible. Okay? Probably will outsell the Bible. Um, And definitely, definitely way hotter than the Bible. Don't get me wrong. The Bible's got its hot parts. That's an underrated thing about the Bible. Um, uh, There's a book in the Bible that's all about fucking. Let's see this. Uh, Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, hey. Song of Solomon's. Song of Songs. Song of Solomon. The bride confesses her love. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is better than wine. Your anointing oils are fragrant. Your name is oil poured out, therefore virgins love you. Draw me after you, let us run. The king has brought me into his chambers. Um, Let's see here. There's another stuff. There's a couple of things where they're just really, really banging at it. I forget what it is. Talking about honey. Anyways, read Song of Solomon's from the Bible if you ever want to get a boner. But my book is going to be A, uh, far less poetic. B, way more graphic. I'm going to be, this is going to be graphic. Almost, like anyone reading it is going to be turned on and disgusted in equal measures. Uh, three, uh, more, like I said before, more successful than the Bible. C, three, whatever we're on. Okay. So look out for that. That's the news segment. We're writing a, a literature book. And it's going to be the hottest fucking literature porn ever. And I'm going to have to do some research into, like, Danielle Steele. What does she do? Isn't she one of those ladies that just does this? Danielle Steele. Maybe I'll try to email her and see if she can give me some tips on writing a really hot fuck scene. Um, hmm. Romance novels. See, I don't really want to write a romance. This isn't romance. This is like... This is like gonzo. <laughs> this is... It's going to get gross. It's going to get gross. Ladies and gentlemen, that's... So look forward to this segment. And if you have any ideas for literature porn, send them my way. Because we're about to get steamy and smart. Smart people read. Enough with the internet. Let's... We need to start... As the great Michael Green once wrote. You know? It's the power of the mind. That analog boner. We have to read ourselves back into horniness. That is the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to... Hmm. I gotta say, shout out to Daily Burger. Daily Burger... I got Daily Burger on Skip the Dishes, which is humiliating because Daily Burger is literally two blocks away from me. I, like, I, I mean, I wouldn't even break a sweat sprinting over there. That's how close it is. But when you're hungover, it doesn't matter how close it is, it's still too far. 
So I got some skip the dishes the other day, and they brought me over Daily Burger. Daily Burger has the hottest food delivered to you. I mean, I opened that thing. That thing was piping. I got their double cheese dog, no, double hot dog or whatever, which it's, it's whatever. It's a hot dog. But I also got the double cheeseburger. And you're like, well, Tyler, that's a lot of food. I know. All right. Shut up. But, um... But it was delicious. It was good. I've been having a hankering for good poutine lately. But the problem is, is that everyone brags. um, They don't goop it up enough. You know, you always got the toppings on top, but the fries on the bottom. They're like, yeah, you mix it around. And that way the fries are still crispy, but you got your top. Shut up. I don't want that. I want more toppings. Goop it up. I want my fries soft and absorbent. So I'm looking for a poutine like that. And I just can't fucking find it. Also, shout out to... And I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure it's it's out there, but... Like I said before, the party's over. No more poutines. You know what I'm eating now? Rice cakes. Rice cakes covered in protein powder. That's going to be my poutine. Mmm, it's pro- protein. Nice. Yeah. Hey, there's a shirt, man. There's a shirt idea for all those fucking gym dorks. Who needs poutine when you got protein? Oh, with poutine, in with protein. Protein over poutine. I like eating poutine, but I like protein more. And so I'm going to have protein over poutine. You understand the wordplay here, bro? They both end in teen, so we can use that. And and poutine and protein, they're both P words, so there's like some fucking, what do you call that? Alliteration, bro? Or is it onomatopoeia? Fuck. I don't know, either way, but this teen, protein, poutine, oh, dude, and we could sell it to teens. Hey, if you're a teen, you like protein over poutine. Not only are we selling t-shirts, bro, but we're educating the youth on how to be healthy, bro. Teen style. (laughs) Fuck. Anyway, shout out to um, the song... Something in the Air Tonight by Phil motherfucking Collins. What a song that is. He does this video where he shows how to do the fill. Phil Collins shows us a... Dude, there's another t-shirt. Phil doing a fill. It's like Phil Collins doing a drum fill. Phil's fill. Fuck. Phil Collins in the air tonight. In the air tonight, you fuck. Drum. Bill. Yeah. No, I don't want this. Where did I see it? Phil Collins shares a real story behind In the Air Tonight. So in the Air Tonight is, uh, I, I went through, let's see, uh, your next autobiography. <laughs> uh, Drown. 
Okay. That is the Jimmy Fallon talking. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, I love that song. This guy at Best Buy. I used to work at Best Buy. So in the mornings when we were like, we'd be changing all the prices and reordering all the stock. And I worked in the DVD music TV section. There was this one guy who worked in computers. And they had like a stereo over there. Or maybe he worked in home theater. I don't know what he did. But his big pump-up song was In the Air Tonight. And he would just have it fucking cranked. And he was amped up. He was changing prices. He's vacuuming his section. He's on his laptop. He's looking shit up. He was jazzed. They'd be like, all right, guys, we're opening the store doors. And they'd be like, okay. And then, but this guy would be like, all right, let's go, guys. Let's go, team. Let's go. And they were jazzed while Phil Collins was playing. And then they would open the doors, and some guy would come in, and he'd be like, yeah, hey, uh, do you have uh, Mallrats on uh, DVD? Or, sorry, Blu-ray? And I'd be like, one second, let me check. And then I would check the computer. It says we got two, but there's none. It says we have two. Then the guy's like, yeah, there's none on the shelf, though. And I'd be like, okay, well, it says we have two. So he's like, all right, can you go check in the back? I'm like, I guess. So I'd go in the back. There's nothing there. It's a fucking disaster back there. I'd come out. Yeah, probably system's wrong. And he'd be like, fuck. And then he would leave. Awful customer service. But it didn't matter. Because everyone's vibes were right because of Phil Collins and In the Air Tonight. It's a good tune. He used to be in Genesis. I never don't know that band. But I like the idea. Well, you know what? Actually, I didn't. I, I mean, I never. It was always weird that he was a drummer and the lead singer. He had that fucking dumb wireless headset or that, that little headset on. Which, truth be told, I like that better than when, like, there's a lot of hardcore drummers who scream, but they like the drumming, but then they their head reaches to the side to go. The guy from Code Orange does it. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It doesn't look right, right? Not to me. I don't like it. Shout out last but not least to... I think I might have shut it out on this podcast before. Let's go with someone different. Okay, shout out to this guy uh, that, I'm, that I'm mowing with. My partner, Sean. Sean's a good dude. And he's good because he is he needs his phone. He, he likes his phone. On his break, he likes... He'll just look at his phone and go on his memes. And then when there's something to say, he'll say it. If he sees something funny, he'll say it. But he's not super talkative, but he's not deathly quiet either. He's got a great balance going. really helps me because when I'm on break, I like to dart, look at the clouds, and think about this porno that I'm going to write. You know what I mean? Sean's looking at memes, I'm over on the tractor, and I'm imagining bludgeoning this guy who didn't wave back to me with goddamn crowbar. 
And Sean lets me go there. He lets me explore that. But then every once in a while, when he realizes that I've explored that dark thought more than enough, he'll chime in with a funny meme, or he'll chime in with something about his dogs, or he'll chime in something. Really good guy to mow with. Not a bad mower either. Pretty good. Pretty good. And he gets it. You know what I mean? He's like, hey. I'm like, hey, Sean, I'm going to go find a porta potty He's like, hey, take your time. I get it. It's going to be a while. Don't sweat it. I like it. He's a good dude, and I'm happy to work with him. And I'm happy to work for you. Because my audience knows to wave back. My audience understands that that's a proper thing to do. That's just, and, and but, but they don't, they never even had to think about it. They never had to consider it. When it comes to my audience, my audience never made the conscious choice to wave back. When someone waves at them, the unconscious reaction is to just wave back. Because they've got enough good vibes flowing through their body that they just assume that this person waving at them is a friend. That's my audience. My audience understands that a stranger is just a friend you haven't met yet. My audience understands that, that in life... Hang on, give me a second. My audience, I just wanted this theme song on. My audience understands. That if Balky and Mark can live in their Chicago apartment together, there's no goddamn reason you can't wave to the fucking lawnmower man. Balky's doing it. Balky's like my audience. Super friendly, kind of retarded, really foreign. You know what I mean? And I'm like the other guy who's just trying to deal with you. <laughs> Anyways, you guys are great. You guys are really good. I love you. I'm stoked to write this porno with you guys. It's going to be hot. It's going to be good. And um, next week, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start spilling beans as to what the actual fantasy consists of. All right? I'll give you a hint. It involves a lawnmower. And it involves a summer dress. Just come up with your own conclusions. In fact, write your own mini porno screenplays. And we'll go over the best one. Uh, but I am stoked. It's going to be good. And it's 549. This was, this was fun. I had fun. Did you? Because this is the summer of fun. Like I said off the top... Nothing but drugs, hard drugs, not those pussy Ellis psychedelic drugs. We're talking fentanyl. We're mainlining heroin into our jugulars, and then we're having extremely risky sex. Glory hole stuff, really weird shit. Uh, not even really any sex involved. Most of it is just uh, getting pissed on and getting whipped. All right, everyone's no one's turned on. That's how much fun we're going to have.
It's going to get real weird and real kinky, and I can't wait to do it with you. You know why? Because I love you. Do you understand that, that I love you? You should know that I love you. And I tell you that every goddamn time. All right? So I hope it sinks in one of these days. And I hope that you wake up and realize that I love you. And if a man waves at you, and not a creepy wave, all right? You got to judge the wave. But these men had no reason to believe that I was a creep. But even at the creeps, make the creep. Maybe the creep is a creep, but he's not being creepy at that time. It's literally a platonic wave. What creeps can't not be creepy? Come on. Someone waves at you. You wave back. And I don't need to tell you that. My audience knows to wave back. And that's why I love you. And that's why I'll see you in hell. Let's go!